0: You know it's bad, Shakon. You know it. Ha.
1: You know. We're not jumping into that that quite yet. That's for the other United news. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, Do you have some other David Zeller news? I just wanted, I just wanted to apologize. Yes. Uh, number one, I wanted to apologize for the uh, not having a regular podcast last week. Um, I fucked up the audio, and basically, long story short, I just we had we had some technical difficulties. I. Forgot to create a new track, and then I erased all like the 40 minutes of, of really fucking awesome content that we had last week. Um, on the bright side, we did get our uh, EPL preview, uh, 100, 100 minutes of EPL yeah, preview. If we would have lost that. <laughs> that would have been fucking terrible. That would have been bad, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, you know, we're, we're recording on your computer this uh, this week to make sure we don't fuck that shit up again, but I know what I did, so that uh, won't be an issue going forward. You know forward. what you did. But on the, uh, on the bright side, uh, we finally got a new fucking car. Oh, did you? Yeah, people have seen my car. It's it was a, uh, a demolition derby type vehicle. Yeah, yeah. Didn't have uh, half of a front bumper. Like it had it had half of a front bumper that was hanging on by some uh, gorilla tape. <laughs> um, still actually is hanging on by gorilla tape. I need to take that car to the the, the either either the uh, Newgate School the or quarry take it, or take it to the fucking <laughs> just, just fucking <laughs> jump push, it off. Push the, it off the quarry. Yeah, yeah. Push it off the quarry. Um. Yeah, Newgate Schooler or ticket to, to the fucking junkyard and see if I can get like a $50 check for the for the car. So, anyways, same same version of the car but like a 11-year newer version of the car. So, I got uh I the Ford Fusion, which what Ann and I yeah. yeah. It's a hybrid. It's a nice car. American-made really nice. car. American-made. The uh the problem with the <laughs> other one was that uh like literally like there was like thumping noises and uh I there was an accident we like crushed the front end in, so like I like there was like Tires were all fucked up because like it, they were rubbing against the inner part. So like literally, like you get in the car, it was like a fucking uh, sh- the car was like screaming at you. This one, I'm like, I get in and turn it on. It's like, mm. wait, is this car even like on? And then you drive and you're like, oh, nice and why quiet. is the car re- is the car even on? And then you yeah. know, it recaptures the energy with the brakes and yep. you know Baby's actually like calm in the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's nice because uh, the the you know the hybrids actually like they cool down real quick. So, like you have to like wait for like hot air to blow. Like you just turn the max AC on and like within like two seconds it's like blowing cold air at you it's fucking nice
0: all right well uh weird urban prick twitter uh, get at david for owning a car now remember he owns a car he is literally the devil this
1: is the yeah. second car that i've owned the first that uh no this is the third car that i fourth car that i've officially owned it's the first one i've ever actually had to make payments on what? All the other cars were like Literally straight Like $500 oh, married cash Married kids house And now a car yeah, yeah. You actually have to I pay mean, it. Fuck God God damn I'm moving, moving on up in you. the world Moving, I'm moving up
0: the Black Heart of St. Paul. We are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know.
1: You want me to be that type of dude and I want to be who you like me to but we
0: both know I can't do nothing at all.
1: So if every one of us,
0: you, me, everyone, you know, everyone listening to this podcast, if everyone did one fewer mass murder a year, we could cut mass murders almost in half. Yeah. I'm just saying that small steps, just little things
1: you do every day can add up to make a big difference. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, maybe just leave your, your gun at home. And not necessarily, like, your regular gun, like your automatic rifle, yeah, like your assault rifle. Leave that at home. Like, you can bring your regular gun. Yeah. Like, that's totally fine. Like, the one you have to, like, you know... Your, your, your musket Bring your musket around yeah. to places But leave your assault rifle at home Oh
0: hell Who among us hasn't You know Accidentally shot like A person or two I mean that's You know I, You I, can get off of like a warning You know yeah. what I mean I But it's this It's just the mowing them
1: down listen. With a
0: human scythe of <laughs> Listen I've,
1: I've, I've seen the demographics of the, uh, of the podcast listeners And I've met Some of the podcast listeners In person They've <laughs> actually you? come up to me And uh These are real fucking psychopaths So Listen psychopaths Leave your assault rifles at yeah. home Bring your musket Right? So, you know, when someone really pisses you off mm-hmm. because of, you know, they 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 have a, a darker complexion, they have, you know, uh, a lot more uh, of, you know, Pigment. darker darker pigments than you. Oh, you can tell just by looking at them that yeah. they're a different race. Um, so th- therefore, you have to, like, you know, really consider the decision yeah. to uh, You got you you to swap the, the thing, in. thing. You gotta you gotta the in. in, you got to put the bullet in, you got to put the metal ball in, keep fresh and, powder. You know, and really with that, like, yeah. you know, you're going to hit somebody. Yeah, you know could be anybody nine times out of ten you're probably not actually you you're gonna hit them so you can actually hit somebody but you're not gonna actually kill them because listen it's a, it's a it's a fucking metal ball um it's not going as yeah. fast as you know a, uh, a bullet with the little like the head on it that actually is designed mm-hmm. to like literally explode once it like hits inside your innards yeah. um so you get you get you get the the benefit of like you get to shoot somebody Oh, you'll which, and you'll scare listen, them off nothing's, you know, nothing's yeah. wrong with shooting somebody like oh, sure everybody wants to shoot somebody every once in a while and yeah, that is yeah. totally okay. But you don't actually end up murdering people, and that is where uh, this is where I think we draw the line. Yeah, yeah. No murder, cool. shooting, like maiming people, totally yeah. okay. Actual murder, well, yeah, I don't know, man. Or, I don't like, know. I'm, 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 I'm leaning against actual our, murder our
0: hands are not clean here either we we could use the oh, cut no. down on a few murders ourselves yeah no but, no no.
1: trust me I've but we're in this together
0: let's all do it yeah all right yeah. we started off on a positive note right. we may be yeah. the change so, you want to see in the world that
1: being said the change is please leave your assault rifles at home just bring your muskets out yeah. guys just leave your muskets oh, yeah. in the car don't don't bring your assault rifles just the muskets excellent yeah good job that's the Fucking most High positive five. thing we've ever done. Fuck yeah. All right. Uh, like we're, we're s- done. Let's let's fucking end
0: this podcast. Yeah. Before the audio <laughs> kicks out. Hey, we are the Dave's. You know, uh, this is uh, the Dave's. I know. We are going to talk about Portland again. We didn't get the audio to you last week, unfortunately. But um, guess what? We're going to talk about and preview Portland. just yeah, like we did last week. Because
1: literally, we I just, I just copied and pasted my notes from last
0: yeah. week. So what we're going to do is we're going to take our bit talking about Portland and we're going to go back to last week's podcast and like slip it in <laughs> like it was always there, and yep. we're just going to call that good. Yep. Um, okay. So. So, uh, do you have, you wanted to give a shout out about some event that's going on before we oh, dive into the stuff? Oh, yeah, stop, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> We're supposed to do this. Oh, uh, well, we but did do it last. Yeah, week, we did right? do it last
1: week. Uh, we recorded, it, and then it did not actually, you know, capture the recording. Alas. Um, so Cats on Tap is a uh, super awesome uh, uh organization. They do uh, it's basically literally it's like beer cats. I think it's beer cats on Twitter or Cats on Tap on Twitter. I can't remember exactly. Um, anyways, <clears throat> they do a really awesome thing every year where they host a pre potty. P a w t y paw t you know, like get a paw. it yeah, yeah like it. a paw but party pre paw but like the paw of a before cat. the uh <laughs> before the uh the uh cat uh, the cat video uh festival fucking fucking thing that happens at C H uh, S Field they uh, every sell year. the thing out real quick they do um so they actually so if you don't have tickets to that that's totally fine you can actually uh, go hang out with uh, uh my friend Nick and my friend Caroline um at Barrel Theory Beer Company um they have very have you been to Barrel Theory Beer Company? I have. Once. They have fucking amazing beer. We they do, have really good true. beer. They're uh, located super close to CHS Field. Um, they are hosting a pre potty, uh, the unofficial, official pre potty at Barrel Theory Tap Room uh, before the Cat Video Festival this Thursday. That's uh, in uh, tomorrow, if you're listening to this today on Wednesday. Cause this will be out on Wednesday. Yes. Um, tomorrow. It's going to help benefit the Animal Ark, a no kill animal shelter located in Hastings um so they lo- only, do they only save two of each animal they do yeah it's, just, it's but on the bright side it's like they they take like like colors of cats and they save two at a time so it's like you know it's not just like two cats period or two dogs period it's, okay it's like two orange tabbies uh two tortoise you know tortoises two black cats and th- you know animal arc actually loves black cats so they save like 30 black cats and fuck all the other cats because all the other cats can go to hell (laughs) all right um anyways uh loyal podcast patreon supporter and friend of the day's nick and his wife caroline uh they run cats on tap they'll be on site selling beer cats merchandise and donating two dollars to animark for every item sold if you don't have if you've never seen beer cats merchandise they donate it every year to the uh, minnesota dark clouds uh silent auction they do really cool like pint glasses and belgian glasses and t-shirts and shit like that so definitely come check that out um, Barrel Theater is going to have a brand new limited edition cat themed t-shirt available uh, for $30 with $10 from each sale going towards Animal Ark. I've seen the, the shirt. It's badass. It's red and yellow. It's a really cool looking cat. Um, they sh- the shirt sold out last year and it's a one time only design. So get there early to make sure you don't miss out. Again, $10 from each shirt is going to Animal Ark. And there's a raffle, a big ass raffle. Uh, volunteers from Animal Ark will be selling $1 and $5 raffle tickets for incredible prizes. Including uh, a perfect perch cat tower from Purniture. Have you ever been to Purniture? No. Okay, Purniture is a really amazing store. It's on University Avenue, uh, not too far from uh, the Dubliner and Lake Monster. Okay. Right on University on the corner of, I think it's Hampton. and the, the, the street you turn on to go to Urban Growler. Anyways, they sell cat furniture. They just sell cat, it's cat called, furniture? literally called Furniture. yeah. Fucking Schneiderman's for It's Schneiderman's cats. for cats, yeah.
0: Come on down to the big Memorial Day sale. Yeah.
1: Anyways, they also have a really great uh, they have a, a booth in the, uh, the uh, animal barn or not the animal barn but the animal exhibit at the uh state fair too so you can anyways fucking awesome uh 2011 to 2008 surly brewing sewer brewery darkness vertical is part of the raffle uh private dinner for six at moochie's italian also part of the raffle and then gift cards from local businesses like the blue door and the bulldog in lower town so definitely uh come down enjoy those guys uh hang out with uh other craft beer and cat lovers barrel three tap room that is on thursday tomorrow august 8th uh beginning at four thirty for beers fun and a whole lot of prizes the potty will last until seven thirty 30 p.m will feature two raffle drawings times to accommodate all the years wonderful prizes so you can get down there early make sure you're part of both uh, the raffles you can get down there probably around six be mm-hmm. part of the second raffle but enjoy the good beer and then um you know if you uh, sneak into the cat video festival and laugh at all the awesome cat videos so yeah so if you like if you like beer, if
0: you like raffles, and you like hey, pussy videos, you like pussy, yeah. No. Beer
1: raffle and pussies. I mean, <laughs> they should have just called it that. Yeah, beer raffle pussy. Yeah, fuck,
0: that's. Fuck. I mean, God fuck God damn, Mary Nick. Kill Nick beer fuck, raffle man. and pussy. <laughs>
1: All right, maybe we'll do a beer raffle pussy for and later in the podcast. So let's do it. All right. Anyways, uh, yeah, do that. Uh, thanks, to those guys. Uh, they're super awesome uh, folks, and uh, yeah, that should be fun. Fun time. I might, be, I might be down there. We'll see. I won't be down there. I have other shit going on. Sorry. I won't be there either. <laughs> no. It sounds a lot. I was going to say, you might see Dave. You won't see it, no, Dave. No, you won't see Yeah, you anyways, won't see mov, moving on. Let's talk about uh, Portland. Twice. Speaking, of, speaking of pussy. <laughs> no, I'm, <laughs> just oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't get it. I don't get it. You don't it's get
0: it? I don't uh, get, uh, it? I don't get uh, the, the, yeah. No, I just, uh, I don't, no, no, no. I don't know Let's talk about the uh, old Portland first,
1: the Portland that happened. Yes. Before we talk about the Portland to come. Yes, because I think, yes. We had So we had actually some, I feel like most of our thoughts that that <laughs> were recorded but then never disseminated to everybody were actually kind of spot on for this game trust us yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we nailed it yeah. We
0: pretty much did we so it ended up being a war of attrition basically yeah. uh, before we get into the way we usually cover
1: it it ended get up turning into a counter-attacking the counter-attacking it, it was game. which is weird because it seemed like the lineups that both teams put out there were pretty much first team lineups but for Darwin Kintero, who was out because of yellow card accumulation mm-hmm. like he literally could not play yeah I think if 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 Darwin had been eligible, he would have been out there yes. for... And then Molina would have shifted over to where Ibarra was, and Ibarra would have been on the bench. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was weird because uh, the Portland players, you know, uh, your Charas, your valerios your Blancos, your Fernandez, all played 90 minutes in that game. Yep. yep. Um, obviously, Darwin didn't play at all. Um, Kevin Molina and Miguel Ibarra was subbed out around the 60th minute, so they mm-hmm. got out about half an hour before the game was over, yep. um, which seems to me that Portland was was valuing... That game much more highly than Minnesota was in right. terms of trying to get trying to get three points out of that game. I think Minnesota was totally comfortable going into that game and playing for a draw. Oh, I didn't get that impression at all. I, I mean, with, with I guess as I would say as you
0: said, Darwin sat out because of yellow card accumulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but
1: they made moves because of that. But I, I, think, I think we put out a, a lineup we expected to win. No, I'm not saying I'm not. Well, I guess what I'm saying is that I don't think they ex- they put out a lineup expecting to get a draw. I think when they pulled out Molino and Ibarra. Oh, at, um, that, at that point. At that point, like, okay. they were fine with getting a point. I think they both. I, I think you. both teams went out there to win, and I think Seattle, or sorry, not Seattle, uh, the, the shittier version of Seattle, Portland uh, went team. out there, <laughs> went out there, really trying to get three points out of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, both teams have are on. Uh, we're on wi- uh, uh, unbeaten streaks. Yep. Um, obviously, Portland a lot more, a lot better than Minnesota. Is Minnesota with some relatively drag there, yeah. uh, uh, affairs of, over the course of the last week and a half or so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, anyways. Like, no, Nobody had had
0: an eye on the midweek game. Everybody came out and fielded a roster they thought would win and Portland uh, kept their guys out there because they expected three points out of it at some point. I and they had right to because Portland uh, probably had the better share of proceedings for most large of runs game, of the game, I yeah, would say. For most yeah. of the
1: game, yeah. But not, not the entirety of the game. Two counterattacking teams just waiting. Yeah. It was weird. Uh, it seems like – so we talked about Brian Fernandez last week, and we'll, we'll talk about Brian Fernandez a hell of a lot more here in the next, like, 20 minutes or so. But um, it, it just seems he was white fucking hot for a long period of time. The dude was probably the best uh, – would have been and probably might still be the uh, the best uh, offseason signing of the year. Um, you could make the argument for him. He's been, like, relatively cold – for the last several weeks, um, and you know he's playing in a in a sort of that central midfield or that not central midfield but the central like attacking role, um, sort of that Quintero role without without actually without a striker in front of him without a, a, a hold up striker in front of him, yeah. um, and uh, alluding, alluding to uh, my man of the match, but like the Minnesota's defense, Ozzy, uh, uh, Boxell and and Opara the central the central defense like just mm-hmm. really managed. They managed that game. That's yeah. that's the easiest way to say. It. They managed that game. Yeah. The, really the, good team, way.
0: the team was built uh, Minnesota was built to push um, Portland wide uh, they defended not only deeply but narrowly and that pushed them out wide and so uh, and, and I think that was the right play that's what, uh, you know, that's what Portland was doing too actually that's how they were managing the game wait, as well a, a, absolutely and they, and they were especially pushing us out uh, to our right which yeah. is something we predicted they might do we look at what happens with Meta I still love Meta but I wish he would keep the ball on the ground or be coached to keep the ball on the ground more in, in, in and yeah. center it rather than putting it across as well they must have seen this they must have listened to the the lost archives of yeah. our podcast cuz they just let him have the whole fucking space yeah. and that's what he did he hit in cross after cross to be fair
1: 16 less crosses this game that's a start which is almost half yeah. of the amount of crosses they had the game well, before which is 37 this week they only had 21 so well, it's a step in the right direction generally i i guess but the biggest
0: problem with it i mean other than that it happened at all but um is that you've got rodriguez who starts up top and he's doing hold up play stuff and it's it's fine and he's generally keeping guys occupied and that's fine that's part of the deal but what ends up happening then by default is that those crosses go to the left winger who's cutting in centrally which i love the fact that he's cutting in he's playing more positionally fluid but that's miguel ibarra Miguel Ibarra. hitting cross all after cross to Miguel All 5 of 5
1: of Miguel Ibarra. Yeah, hitting cross
0: <laughs> after cross to a guy who's shorter than me and he didn't even do that. I mean, he had some chances at the yeah. end of it. I mean, which is a surprising, but that's not a recipe for success. So they had
1: so they've had a uh, a combined total of 58 crosses into the box in the last two games. They've connected on 7. I
0: connected on se- and and again at the feet of seven. Who like a guy like Miguel Ibarra, you yeah. know, or D- Dunlottie late in the game was was up, yeah. uh, up top.
1: let so Let's move past that because this is—we actually won this game. We won, yeah. We, we sound fucking won. We got but, three um, points.
0: I think that's not a long-term sustainable recipe for success. No, I,
1: I think everybody in in the fucking universe understands that. Yeah. Maybe, but for Adrian Heath, and we can talk. I have a I have some thoughts on Adrian Heath in a little bit. Oh, I can't I, wait. Both good and bad. Listen, I'm gonna give there the guy. Go. I'm gonna give the guy credit where credit is due. I'm gonna take his ass down a notch where the, where that is fucking due as well. So. Okay, well, who's um, man of the man? Uh, no, well, no, we don't do that. What, what was yeah, your, what's what's your, I forget how the podcast on, man. What was your favorite uh, Best moment? Best moment of the game. Yeah. But, uh, obviously, that, that penalty. Um, it was not a – I mean, it was, it was a well-struck ball. Um, obviously, Steve Clark knew exactly where fucking Ethan Finlay was going. Those guys were teammates for a long time in Columbus. Um, Finlay just struck the ball a lot better uh, than Clark go for the ball mm-hmm. and it was right in front of the Wonderwall. It was in the 90, you know, 92nd minute. Um, it so was pandemonium. Fucking amazing and awesome. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it was my unfortunately Anna like was not feeling well. So she had she she left the game early. Wasn't it wasn't like a thousand degrees. It was really hot. Yeah. And she wasn't feeling great. So like she left like literally like at, like the first like 15 20 minutes of the game. Okay. So it was like literally just, I was like me hanging out with my kid like strapped to me the entire game uh, and for a little bit some other people like hold on while well, I could go to the bathroom or whatever but basically this is me hanging out like daddy suntime time or whatever and fucking Aww. yeah it was amazing because like, we we stand just to the if you're looking at the goal from the beer hall side towards the Wonderwall where we stand just to the right of the goal mm-hmm. uh, about like four rows up from the from the pitch and just to yeah see that see that that's fucking amazing. So I I got to give it to Ethan Finlay. Um, that was the best moment of the game for me, obviously. So I wasn't there to actually celebrate
0: there, so maybe I would love it more. Yeah. I, I, I'm gonna give it to something a little bit more pedestrian, but probably as important. Um, in about the 30th minute, Vito makes back-to-back saves. Um, I believe right in front of the Wonder Wall there. Uh, so spoiler, hey. way, that was my most what the fuck moment of the game because how was like, it really? What in the fuck did he do? to yeah. like, make those saves. Yeah. Um, and so his start his shot stopping ability was one of the things we're like yes uh, excellent glad we got this guy and the big thing is like that keeps us in the game in in, in more than just the sense that we're down a goal if we're down a goal we've are we're already playing this game of two counter-attacking teams yeah. that are prepared to uh bunker a little bit be a little bit more essential on the defense they're only going to be able to apply that more and more as the game goes on it's going to be harder and harder for us to break them down so from a game state standpoint it's probably even more prohibitive than just being a goal down it puts us in a position where
1: it's that much harder to pick the lock yeah so his save in that moment is huge yeah two saves two saves i just and this goes back to the point where i mean you know, I've, talk, I've talked about this a couple times on the podcast um the difference between bobby and ethan or bobby and Vito, um is that Vito is just fucking amazing at those reaction saves yeah yeah again like not great like even in this game he actually had some some dubious kind of like maybe i come out for a ball maybe i don't and left himself in a really awkward position um but the dude is amazing at reaction saves. Like, we've seen that Absolutely. time and time yep. and time again, especially uh, especially in front of the Wonderwall, especially at mm-hmm. Allianz. Um, dude is amazing at reaction saves. And so, you know, whatever, whatever it takes to, you know, sign him for another year, um, and we'll talk about a little bit about that. There's whole other a of of stuff, stuff going on happened. there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways. So, yeah, that was my most with the bug moment of the game. Yeah. Just... Like, watching that, like, literally, like Ant had just laughed, and I was like, he makes that first save, and you're like, oh my god, and then he makes the fucking, and then he just punches it out, and you're just like, holy fucking shit, that's amazing, and yeah, just got the entire fucking Wonderwall pumped up from there. I feel
0: like I find that big defensive saves get me more like, ah, than, like, watching us get close to scoring goal. I mean, yeah. obviously, you're always excited when that happens, but watching us stop something at the, at I the think it's moment, I think it's
1: because you, you're watching a buildup, and... I think I kind of agree with you Because like I don't ever I don't, I don't always necessarily See our build ups To our goals As like, like Building pressure Building pressure Yeah But like I can definitely like Especially when they're Coming at the Wonderwall I can see like I see everybody Moving around Could and be making a very Minnesota it, fan and thing you And know? just being like Oh my god How the fuck Are they gonna score here no. And this Minnesota fan thing Generally Because Minnesota fans Are very pessimistic And all You know And been conditioned and rightfully rightfully conditioned that way. Um, but also just watching the last, you know, this before this year, the previous this two years particular of particular team Minnesota Minnesota United just that way, like yeah. seeing everybody open up, seeing all the lanes open up and just seeing yep. the perfect passes happening and then they score the goal. Yep. And you see the same thing but then at the last second like Ecopara steps up mm-hmm. or Michael Boxel steps up or Vito Minone steps up and makes a fucking gigantic fucking save. And mm-hmm. that's the difference between this year and the previous two years. Mm-hmm. It's it's you know, the defenders being competent and being confident and stepping yeah. up, and then having a goalkeeper who's even if they get beat, even mm-hmm. if they, they take a rocket shot from twenty five yards out, the guy makes a fucking you amazing know. save. And then you know, to be fair, to you know, good and bad, like he's made some really shitty mistakes, and sure. like that uh, that RSL goal, like where you like let it squibble in, and you're just like, what the fuck, man. Um, but the that happened way too often last year with Bobby Shuttleworth. We did, where we weren't getting the the
0: better parts of, yeah. of that. So, The rain wasn't falling on the just and the unjust alike yeah. for the last two years. So
1: it's, let's, let's, uh, let's jump over the worst moment for a sec, because I just talked about my most, most, most what-the-fuck moment, which was what year, the best moment of the game. What was your most what-the-fuck moment from the game? My most what-the-fuck or my yeah. worst? Your most what-the-fuck, and then
0: we'll, we'll jump yeah, back sure. over to worst, because right, I my, just talked about my worst moment I most got the you. Part. My most what-the-fuck oh. moment, um, Minnesota United fan, I guess, walked over and punched a Portland oh, yeah, in the face a I couple of times. Oh, yeah, fuck. I about that. Yeah. Uh, to that me and shitty. I, I I mean I'm not trying to guess where your priorities are at but to me that was like more what the fuck than just a couple of saves but you know what you do you that's fine
1: uh-huh. he walked he, he not only he walked into the timbers section yeah. and punched he a guy was
0: looking for a fight yeah and punched
1: you know? a guy who was actually a really good dude i've not yeah. i have not met him, but only i only in, interacted online yeah and uh he was even c- cool about it as far as people yeah. go when they get punched you know yes it's it's like, um, no
0: you guys most of you guys are fine this guy's yeah. an idiot you know so yeah that was
1: definitely most of the, i i totally forgot about that like i, I, mean, I, saw, you I, mean, I saw it on I was, twitter but yeah, yeah what really a shitty Pretty awful Yeah, yeah so. it probably It could be Honestly could be The worst moment of the Good game Good runner
0: up for Most <laughs> one the fuck moment Guys absolutely No tolerance for that And I can fuck tell no. you right now If I ever see you doing Any of that horse shit I will personally uh, Return the favor Yeah okay?
1: Let's Score your ass out of the Out of the stadium Yep So um, <laughs> Cool, cool. <laughs> Alright God damn Nobody, it No one Honestly the only people Who deserve to get punched Are Nazis That's literally the only people Who deserve to get punched In this world Are Nazis And they deserve it like, they, yeah, they, to the nth degree yeah, exactly too. Yeah so God Damn it Or if you saw my uh I so we uh, the have some Iron Front logos like stencil logos, that, yeah. And I brought in my uh, my uh, gray on gray uh, Minnesota United shirt and stenciled the Iron Front logo on the shirt. I had, uh, love it. Posted on my Instagram a hashtag uh, Chill Vibes hashtag Punch Nazis <laughs> picture of me with that. Uh, Dude, <laughs> there's. Can you imagine how chill the
0: vibes would be? And you and I have not had the the fortune of doing this, but how chill the vibes would be to literally just beat the fuck out of a nazi and then like you know like maybe he gets a couple of swings in, you got a couple of bruises and stuff but then you sit back and you just have a tall pitcher of margaritas just the the feeling of a job well fucking done. <laughs> That'd be the chillest fucking feeling. That ever. would be a, be very chill. I feel like what else am I here for? Very chill vibes. Yeah, exactly. Send, <laughs> I, I wish I could go back in time to World War Two. Not so I could kill Hitler, but just so I could kill some <laughs> Nazis. Punches, punch Nazis. Yeah, yeah you just wanna, that's you, it. You, you want Inglorious Bastards a shit? Send me back. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you don't. You don't. You don't want to go back. Nah, to World war nah, II. nah. I'd be so bad at <laughs> you war. Would, you'd be really shit at war. Uh, <laughs> What's your worst moment of the
1: game? Uh man, I, I hate to do it, but that 54th minute, Miguel Abara Wondolowski-ing the ball right in front of the uh Oh, well, you brew saw hall. you saw some of the some of the uh slow motion replay that I shit, did. Right? It was he got he, he was really unlucky. Was unlu- He's again. been unlucky a lot. The dude can't fucking buy a goal right yeah. now and that is yep. that's really frustrating cause, as someone who's been um <clears throat> personally been you know, a huge fan of Miguel Ibarra. It's like, like the one player I don't want to see leave this team ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously after Christian Ramirez, and you know, we saw what happened to his ass, and uh, and I just don't want to see Miguel Barra leave this team. But I, f- I feel that Miguel Barra is not long for when Minnesota you add United. Robin Lod and um, adding all these other players. Yeah, he the dude can't buy a fucking goal right now, and that is really frustrating for me because he's been, you 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 watch, and I think anybody in ML, in uh, Minnesota's front coaching staff, even Adrian Heath, like you don't, no one can deny. Miguel Abar's work rate and how fucking hard he works yeah, and yeah, how hard absolutely. he runs and the, the, the what he pres- provides to the team but the, the problem is when can't it, stops put it being in
0: counting terms yeah.
1: are people seeing his intangible values yeah. which I don't I don't necessarily think people do and uh and I don't necessarily think I think the fan base mostly does I think that the coaching staff and, and the front office staff don't necessarily feel the same way as the as the the masses do and that's totally probably fine they're they're probably listen like they're way more educated on soccer than you or I or sure, sure. literally almost anybody else in the, in the mm-hmm. you know, in the stands are. Mm-hmm. But for a dude who's really put his fucking ass on the line for Minnesota for years and years and years, um, just, it, really, it pains me to watch Miguel Ibarra get so goddamn close to goals. Yeah, yeah. And was just miss them all the time.
0: Yeah, if you don't know what I was referring to, if you watch a slow motion replay of uh, Miguel Ibarra uh, f- fucking uh, Michael Bradleying the ball into the sky... From like four yards out uh, If you're watching slow motion Actually it took a hop On the turf Comes up about three inches And yeah. of course If you're mid-swing On, on a kick Yeah I know he was That's all the difference It makes To send it in the upper Hard deck, done but, by that But I mean yeah. it
1: didn't, you, didn't, you didn't notice it Right away Because obviously like in the but then when you watch the replay you're like oh fuck of course of course that happened to him yeah yeah um, well, up, my run up for this was like the Denlotti toy misconnection like the 84th minute that's right after you're saying all my worst because okay. my my mo-
0: mo- worst moment was cumulatively that miss where uh, Denlotti puts it in for toy toy misses by inches Miguel Ibarra Don't. launching it into yeah. orbit and I think there was a uh, uh, great good th- this was I mean, it's not like he did bad. Grey Goosh took a shot from Which uh, outside got, of the he box. he needs to be doing just, more of. He needs to take deep yeah, shots. Yeah, that, was like,
1: in the, that was like in the, oh, <clears throat> say the 35th minute, 36th minute. Yep, uh, late dude, in the yeah. first half. Dude, and and be be it, more it, shots it wasn't a like bad that. shot. No.
0: It wasn't at all, but it missed. And it was cumulatively, it was this feeling of, it's going to happen. Like, we, yeah. we, we couldn't buy a goal no matter what happens, yeah. and that's it. Uh, so it all felt cumulatively lousy. But, yeah, I 100% agree that Grey Goosh, need, and I've said this for a few weeks running, he needs to step up higher and then take shots from speculative places, especially when you're having trouble breaking a counter yeah. or, excuse me, a bunker. Don't try and do fancy footwork into the box. Have a dude who has a great shot from distance. Have Hassani Dotson come up, too, and have him just, just hit wonder balls from about 25 yards out and see what happens.
1: Anyway. Yeah. You know, I, I you know, it was just... Which is, is a good sign because the fact that there wasn't any other worst moment, that this was the worst moment, is a good sign. Oh, for yeah. It wasn't yeah, so. Gerard
0: slipping and yeah. then, you know, that kind of bullshit. So, yeah. Uh, it was the uh, uh, Freddie Adu award winner for the best player of the game.
1: You know, I thought about giving it to Monone for those two amazing saves. Um, but actually, I'm going to give it to Apar and Boxall just because of the way they played that... Uh, Portland's attacking threat Portland is, is a really good Fucking team mm-hmm. um, Yeah They're actually a really Good team on the road too They have six wins I think seven losses On the road mm-hmm. They have six fucking Wins on the road That's that's quite that's a bit good, for, yeah. Minas- for a MLS team um, And they came into this game Thinking they were Going to win this game Like they And they mm-hmm. played A formidable lineup um, Brian Fernandez Has been really fucking Terrifying for a lot of Teams in this mm-hmm. league And Minnesota shut him down And they mm-hmm. did it um, Played a very simple uh, Very simple and, and to be fair Like they gave up some opportunities. Brian Fernandez hit the, hit the post in like mm-hmm. the 70th minute or whatever. Um, it's going to happen. when it's going to happen. But basically what Opara and Boxwell, and, and and Alazi Alonso as well, you know, give him credit as well, is they kept Fernandez in front of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't let him like make those runs. And I think part of that was actually the way that Portland had set up. <clears throat> Fernandez should be actually out on the wing, I think, personally. And she'd have like someone like Ebba in that sort of the Fernandez role. And then Fernandez on the wing. And then when you – Brought in Ebabise You saw how much more Which is where he got The shot off the Off the uh, right post um, Created a lot more Opportunity for For Fernandez But generally Like Listen the team has kept Eight clean sheets This year mm-hmm. They've kept Before this year They had kept Eight clean sheets Combined the first Two seasons That's so, amazing you know, like Ozzy and then, you know, the combination of Boxel, Coleman, and Opara has done something what right to, you know, right this defense. And Manone as well, obviously, with his amazing save. So, you know, you can give it to, to uh, Manone. It would be fine. I'm giving it to Opara and Boxel. I gave it to Manone. Okay. That's yeah. right. Yeah.
0: Two big saves keep us in the game. Uh, the spine, of, good the spine of the management. team
1: is fucking, is really good right now. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah.
0: Not something we're used to watching or seeing. Fuck no. And that, that goes back to NASL, too. Fuck no. Yeah, no. It's been a long, yeah. long time. Yeah. Um, who's, the, who's your uh, award
1: winner for the worst player of the game Oh man, so Again, this is really hard uh, Molino, for me Was Completely like Blank on the offensive side But then I went back and looked at some of the I looked at some of the stats and stuff and Molino actually Was tracking back, was winning balls mm-hmm. um, In the midfield Something Darwin has never done as a Minnesota United uh, Player Actually playing defense and tracking back and and uh, you know, securing balls and and turnovers like in the midfield, in the, in the um, so but Molino's offense was complete shit. Like he was mm-hmm. completely non-existent <coughs> in, in offense. Ultimately, I, I decided on Miguel Ibarra. Uh, it was was hard to do. I as mm-hmm. much as I love Miguel Ibarra. Yep. um, the man, and which really sucks because we we always were like, give Miguel Ibarra time and room and, and yeah, let him run. And, 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 and then he you do. He, and then he's just seems like he's just like. Adrian, he keeps giving him rope. He keeps sending him to the rope store, and he keeps bringing back rope, and he keeps bringing back rope. How about stop making a game plan where you just hit crosses to him the whole fucking time? That would help. I mean, Miguel Abar is literally shorter than both of us. Uh, yes. That yeah, and we're not tall men. We're not. tall We people. are very short men yes. actually. So yeah, that would be that'd be a start. So yes, a game plan would be better. Um, I just would love to see Miguel Abar, and you get a you know get a bracer, you know get a. A solid goal and a, a good assist or something. Have that Mason that be, toy run. Yeah. Anyways. Where it just clicks for you. Yeah. Yeah. Miguel Ibarra. I, I, I gave it to Molino because yeah, I, I didn't fair, think Molino had any ideas fair, going fair, forward. Very
0: simpatico. I think so. Yeah, we're in a yeah. similar vibe. Just like we were predicting this game we, accurately. We actually <laughs> we are.
1: Although I did predict that uh, we would win this game. So you predicted a draw. I think you had a 1-1 one, one draw. So. Almost was. Yeah.
0: Um, awesome. So uh, let's call that a wrap. So yeah. let's talk about, you know, let's not c- take the usual coverage of predicting the next Portland game, which is going to be the U.S. Open Cup game. But let's think about it a little bit more in terms of what did we learn from this last game that we can change tweak as we think about the midweek game so let me ask the first walking question here Memphis. which for me is little walk king in Memphis my fucking and Chinese restaurant of idea right
1: walking in Memphis it's, yes it is nobody else like, got <coughs> to hear that last no. week no <coughs> they did not no yeah, I think we, we listened to Mark Cole last to week time. too yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'll ask,
0: I'll ask you this question to get sure. started then what's the lineup look like do we see a lot of rotation do you see them playing everybody they gotta play um good question I
1: don't I don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was fighting, right. with fighting with the bartender. Yeah, fighting with the bartender. Don't do that. I hear the black art ever again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, I uh, I I think for, you know from the Portland side or Minnesota side. I think Minnesota side. I think Darwin plays. Um. I think uh Molino plays. We have to. There's. I think you only have five international players uh, in your roster for uh, open cup matches. So that means that th- the lineup changes a little bit. Not 100% sure. I w- wouldn't surprise me if we see Hassani Dotson in Farazi. Um, I think Minnesota, you know, the, the nice thing about Adrian Heath, and this is where I'm going to give Adrian Heath some credit, he understands and appreciates a cup competition. That dude never won anything else. But he wants some cup yeah, competitions. That's true. So he he appreciates that. And and you know, weirdly, it, it this is something that uh, if you listen to the uh, Minnesota United podcast that they put out with uh, Cal Williams and Steve McPherson, um, and Steve McPherson is a great dude, is flabbergasted by cup competitions, and and Cal is also flabbergasted by the fact that Steve doesn't understand cup this competitions. Is the the, cu- the it's, it's weird. Cu- yeah. I'm just like, it's not fucking hard to figure these things out, guys. Um, and Cal actually brought up, uh, I think, two weeks ago about um, Sporting Kansas City when they won the the U.S. Open Cup in 2012. That was right after they had rebranded. It was right after they had opened uh, Children's Mercy Park, and they won, uh, or which was uh, Livestrong Park. Yep. Nope. <laughs> R.I.P. Lance, Lance Armstrong. At <laughs> uh, his charity. R.I.P. Lance Armstrong. <laughs> and anyways, and but that it was Kansas City had not won anything in a long time, and then mm-hmm. the, the the fans there sort of figured it out like oh hey shit we fucking won a trophy Mm -hmm. and then kansas city went on a run where they actually ended up winning fucking mls cup Mm -hmm. a year later in 2013 so i mean i think for i think certain people in, in the minnesota front office uh and and coaching staff understand and appreciate like if we fucking win open cup like listen we're playing we're playing in central america in february um, and there's a Central American team coming to Minnesota in fucking February to that's play here. Like that's a that's a big thing, and and yeah. uh, and you know, regardless of whatever, however you like, I don't think we'll prioritize the uh, Concacaf Champions League. But it's a trophy. Um, it'd be the first time that somebody yeah. that a men's team had won anything in this fucking town since mm-hmm. 1991. Yep. Other than you know Minnesota United winning the uh NASL you know championship yeah, in 2011. Yeah. Top tier. Um. Yeah. But yeah, like a, a major league championship, again outside of you know outside of the women's because obviously the Lynx are fucking amazing the and white caps, the Whitecaps so are are fucking amazing uh you know hockey team a uh, women's hockey team um I think there's something to be said about that and and you know winning that shit builds a culture of winning it's weird but you look at fucking Boston Boston was a fucking loser town for years. And then all of a sudden they start winning shit, and like now they're fucking entitled assholes, and they think they should win shit all the time. What if that was us? That'd be fucking what amazing. If, what if
0: we became insufferable? Totally That'd be I'm cool. Fucking, okay I'm with down that. for that. I'm yeah. okay with that. Yeah, I,
1: <laughs> I would love to be an insufferable asshole who wins shit all the time. <laughs> yeah. What, do, what, do you want to be a sad sack who loses shit all the time? I have Fuck, been. You want to <laughs> be a fucking Charlie Brown? You don't want to be a fucking Charlie Brown. You want to be a Lucy. <laughs> you want right. to be a Lucy. You do not want to be a Charlie Brown. Let's be Fuck ju- Charlie. Brown. Let's be juicy Lucys Let's be Lucy. No, I did not juicy Lucy's are trash burgers. We want to be Lucy's, we don't want to be fucking Charlie Brown's. Um, anyways, what was your what was your question? Well,
0: yeah, so I was gonna ask about squad rotation. Oh, and okay, yeah. yeah. So I, I honestly, I, I've said this before. I think that <laughs> I, we, I started there, and then I ended then up I went, uh, th- on on Trash Burgers. That's, that's way better. <laughs> that's a better place for it to go. Um, I think that we have the depth that it's not necessarily an obvious binary: you're trying or you're not trying lineup choice. Yeah. So we chose we chose against Portland this last weekend. If we chose to play Kevin Molino out left, well, Kevin Molino got time, so let's not even use him as an example. Um, if we played um, um, help me
1: out here who else do we have on the wings uh, so, Miguel so, Ibarra, M- Ibarra so if so, if, so, if, well, if, if so, would, would, we, have, we, would we, have been available either, either Finlay or Ibarra would have sat on the bench uh, no, for the start of this I, game yeah
0: that's not my point so, so if, if you play Molino at left instead of Miguel Barra, or you flip flop that and you play Miguel Ibarra instead of Molino would you call either one of those moves us giving up no or if you decided to uh, if you decided to play Hassani Dotson at a left back instead of Chase Gasper have we given up no or if you decided to play Chase Gasper as a right back instead of Ramon Menez is that obviously us getting a, there's like a there's all kinds of rotation moves that we can make that doesn't simply mean we're not fielding our starting lineup and we're fucked. Oh, listen, if la- you
1: played Toy instead of Rodriguez. Would that have been giving up? Of course l- not. L- listen, last year, uh, uh, me, Bruce McGuire, Mo Karazi, and Nate Pence went down. We we took we we all the four of us got into Nate Pence's tiny ass uh, Toyota Prius and drove down to Kansas City last year to watch the Open Cup match um, where we played the most ridiculous fucking lineup you've ever seen and got our fucking asses kicked. That's <sighs> not, that's not what this team could even, even the backup, most of the backups mm-hmm. for this team, you know, even putting fucking leap and Larry, uh, yeah. in, in he's lieu just, of, of Ozzie Alonso. It's steady hand. Yeah. It's not good. You know, I guess, uh, Larry is a, uh, Olim is a step down from Ozzie Alonso yes. or, or, a Hatsani Dotson. Um, is he a dramatic step down? Is he, is he, is he fucking, um, you know, uh, a pangot party no he's not a pangot party Um, you don't look at a lineup
0: and then say well it looks like we cashed in our chips now even if it
1: weren't that even if we
0: there were some guys who you would say boy that's a backup Uh, rasmus schuler is an example rasmus schuler is a backup through and through and you're probably not better for having him um but if we're going to do that kind of squad rotation i think it's not going to happen until FC, fc dallas for my money this is just me you can decide that you don't give a shit about the cup competition until the semifinals. And when you're in the semifinals, that's when you're close enough to it really happening that you have to play it. Like it's going to happen. That's it. Yep. Like semi, it's, it's a very real possibility. You could walk away with some hardware and an opportunity to get into champions league. That's when you take it seriously. So if it's even possible for us to feel an absolute genuine
1: backup lineup, I don't think you do that until Dallas. Yeah. A hundred percent. Listen guys, you're listening to this podcast on Wednesday. Um, Right now, currently playing uh, is Orlando City Atlanta. If if Orlando City beats Atlanta at home right now, um, they're not technically playing right now. We're oh, I thought you were looking at the day. TV. I was but, like, really? But, but after you will have listened to this podcast after that game has happened. If Orlando City has w- wins and we also win tomorrow or tonight, we host uh, a final. We host a fucking final. Yes. Images
0: um, of people holding up a gigantic uh, bowling trophy or whatever in front of the we'll fucking ta- in front of us. Yeah, that, that will be, be a thing. Fucking amazing. And yes. if
1: we and if Atlanta wins. <clears throat> And we win. We go to Atlanta. So, like, there's literally amazing storylines. Like, either we play Orlando City, the team that fired Adrian Heath uh, unceremoniously and probably correctly, wink, wink, Um, and we we get to play them here in Minnesota, or we get to play the team we came into the league with, Atlanta, that like steamrolled the the fucking league last year, now looks very pedestrian and fucking Frank DeBoring, the fucking thing, (laughs) Um, which very legitimate chance to go down to uh, Megatron's butthole and win a fucking trophy. I would probably. I'm probably. Listen, I, I've I've told several people. I'm gonna put this out in the podcast. I'm if we, if we, play Atlanta in Atlanta for the Open Cup. I'm me and my wife and my son are more than likely flying to Atlanta God, to go watch the Open Cup final in Megatron's butthole because fuck yeah that would be a fucking amazing to watch <laughs> the, that watch that victory so anyways the, the worst thing about
0: it being megatron's megatron's butthole is that now our new stadium looks like a fucking toilet seat from above <laughs> so i don't know there's a bad synergy <laughs> it there it does It does.
1: anyways um so, so yeah i guess
0: so tactical changes what I, you do we know, think about differently tactically i don't
1: i don't think we make too many changes uh I would so say you play a counter-attacking style i would say yes we i think we're i don't think we see much I, here's the thing like the one, the one thing that might happen is that you might see, especially from the Portland side, is that you maybe see Abbeise come in and play more of that, um, that sort of hold-up striker role that uh, Fernandez was theoretically trying to play. Um, and then you saw when he came into the match, he actually created a lot of a space and a lot of opportunities for Fernandez. And so that's where I would, I would be a little concerned as a Minnesota United fan, as a Loons fan, um, that that's how they, so that that. Uh, you know, uh, Salvarisi was sort of keeping his his cards close to the, the close to the vest, hoping that he could either you know eke out a draw or you know punch and run and get a, and get a, a win without showing all of his cards. I'm not sure. I mean, Portland's never won the U.S. Open Cup. Minnesota's never won the U.S. Open Cup. I think it's both. I think both teams like this is an important thing. I think both teams are going to try. Mm-hmm. I was I was very surprised that that both teams had attacking uh, and basically full strength lineups. Um, But for Quintero uh, in the last match, again, as I mentioned uh, at the very beginning of the podcast, uh, Blanco, Fernandez, um, Chara, and Valeria all play 90 minutes for for Portland. Are you expecting them to turn around and play another 90 minutes? Um, Potentially more time if it goes into extra time? Uh, I think this is going to be a really tight game uh, between both of these teams. Um, And I don't expect much changes from Minnesota other than Obviously, bringing Cantillo back into the into the mix, and that maybe uh, pushes Molino out to the left, and Miguel Ibarra sits, or pushes Molina or pushes Miguel Ibarra to the right, and Finlay sits. Finlay, he scored the goal, but didn't look super great either in that yeah, in I that know. match in terms of attacking um, his attacking prowess. So I could see that I, in terms of the the rest of the lineup. Mm-hmm. I don't think the back line changes at all. I think you maybe you could make an argument that Hassani Dotson comes in for Ozzy Alonso if you want to give Alonso a break ahead of FC Dallas. Um, otherwise, maybe you you, put, you play Alonso this uh, midweek and then giving you know letting Daza know he's going to be the guy in in Dallas, yeah, which yeah. it's very real possibility too. So yeah, for me, I don't, c- I, I don't see. So long story short, sure, I don't see much changes on the Minnesota side. I think it's going to be very much like a sort of a one for one sub. It's not going to be a wholesale mm-hmm. wholesale changes. And honestly, if if Porter uh, or sort of Savarese is really trying to go for it, I don't see how you can make many changes on portland side either yeah yeah i other than i say maybe bring in Ebabise. yeah
0: if you're gonna spell anybody i think you spell people during fc dallas um i think tactically i'd like to see the counter attack too and hopefully you get the opportunities in behind before they can really put in a low block there um but one thing i think would be interesting especially like once you're down there and once the ca- you know you're no longer on the counter now you're you're just on a sustained attack if not a dangerous one i think it would be interesting to see um rodriguez play almost like a false nine he, draw, he draws attention and stuff and i would like to see him starting up top and then sort of um, retreating deeper and hopefully drawing people with him and you could even do that with uh, darwin quintero as well to to actually use them to um, get up top and then sort of draw back to try and draw guys toward them and then see overlapping runs from a left winger who's cutting in or even from Jan Grey who's now running up above them and getting into attacking plays. I would love to see our guys they get uh, uh, that the other team is really paying attention to, like Rodriguez and Quintero, using that attention to draw them out, get an overlapping run from guys they're paying less attention to. That's my thats my magic idea. It doesn't always come off on okay. paper, but uh, yeah. um, thats that was the problem. They were a tough lock to pick this last weekend, and uh, I think that could be one way to do it.
1: That's yes, right. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so we got for the
0: score. One to one, and we lose on penalties.
1: Yeah, so two to two, and we win on penalties. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. All right. Yeah. More <coughs> optimistic than I am. But yeah, that's fair. It's not um, bad
0: at penalties either.
1: No, I think getting penalties would be would be a perfectly good result for for Minnesota, and and I just I just wanna I really just wanted to see us host a U.S. Open Cup final. I think that'd be fucking amazing. God damn it, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I've, I've heard people say maybe it was even
0: you that said like, "Hey, I almost rather go down to Atlanta and beat their ass there and stuff." Nope, I said, uh, <laughs> nope, said that host. Nope, hosting a cup final. I've said that because I
1: would love to go down to Atlanta and I, I have uh, uh, the in-laws in Atlanta, so definitely could hang out with them. And yeah, that um, would be great. But hosting a cup final, hosting a cup final would be even better. Uh, all right, so other United news. So Icapara made the team of the week. Um, I guess I was mostly like, hey, Minnesota United kept a clean sheet. Who do we give it to?
0: I, I, I guarantee that's how they figured out. Because they it gave it to Vino
1: Minone last week, and I was like, eh, yeah. I don't really. Yeah, anyways. Uh, good for Aiko Parra. That's awesome. Um, uh, announced Thomas Chacon, you cowards. You motherfucking cowards. Uh, apparently, everybody <laughs> in the world but for Minnesota United has announced that Thomas Chacon is uh, well, coming to Minnesota United. In,
0: including his
1: um, his uh, departure his club, His former right? club, yeah. Yeah so. Um, yeah, so it sounds like it's a $4 million buy. Uh, about 70% of his rights or uh, sell-on rights. Uh, he's a new young DP. Uh, it sounds like they're going to buy down Angelo Rodriguez, which we've talked about ad nauseum uh, yeah. about that. If we bring in somebody else, like Angelo can be bought down. Yep. Um, we have needed to secure an international spot. They apparently secured the international spot today with a $50,000. Uh, they sold their $50,000 of GAM to DC United. Um, for an international spot. For the international spot. So yep. we have an eighth international spot. So there's that. Um yeah, so uh, Thomas Jacone. I don't know. I, I honestly like the guy is. If you've watched his highlight reel YouTube thing, which of course all highlight reel YouTubes look really fucking amazing. Oh yeah, um, the kid has got uh, uh, captized to the uh, Uruguayan uh, youth system. The U 17s u U twenties. He's at the U twenty World Cup. He looks really fucking good. He looks. He's very much a Darwin Quintero replacement. Okay. Um, which led to speculation at the on the broadcast. I don't know if you watched the uh, ESPN broadcast. Taylor Twellman was uh, pontificating about whether Minnesota would even pick up Darwin Cantillo's option this winter. Um, I think that is premature. My guess is that they would pick up that option. They will, they will be shopping him around um, yeah. in the before the the spring window closes. Basically, let's say that. I think because I don't think I I feel like Chacon if he comes up here, it's going to take him a while to get acclimated to playing in MLS mm-hmm. and and you know everything else up here. Um you may see him sort of as a sub late like late in games in September. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be make much of a, a big impact uh from the get go. But this is a, this is a 2-3 year project with the op- the idea that you're going to sell him on to Europe. Um and if you paid 4 million dollars for him that you're looking to recuperate probably, you know, 12 to 15 million dollars for him. Presuming everything goes mm-hmm. well. They're trying, I mean, in short, they're
0: trying to Miguel Almiron, the guy. Now, he's not Miguel yeah. Almiron. He yeah. is not. Unless he surprises everybody, he is not Miguel Almiron. But that's, that's where MLS is now. That's MLS 4.0, where the fuck yeah. we're on, is getting these really young talents that really could have a future in Europe and being that next stop for
1: them, which is not a bad place for the league yeah. to be compared to where it's been. Was well, it, it, He's not Almiron, because Almiron no, was one of the best all. players in South America when he came out. Of but, course. You know he's not a pity Martinez who but was the, the like the best player. The the, the model is yeah. similar to
0: what they accomplished with Almarone.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of what LAFC has been doing with some of their young DPS as well. Like bringing in really young kids and giving them some opportunity, knowing that this is not like MLS is not their their stop, their their final stop. Like no, not is, at all. This is a, a parking ground for them to develop their skill to to build up yeah. their their brand awareness and their brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then go off to uh, go off to Europe. So. Well,
0: and, and that's, honestly, that's I don't want to get too deep into it, but that is so much more fun to watch as a league, to watch guys like Almiron coming in, watch them play week in and week out, and then launch off to Europe and we say bye and we have a little bit of extra spending cash because of it. It's so much cooler to watch that than to watch Steven Gerrard fucking crutch it back over here. Love Steven Gerrard. Yep. Special place in my heart. <laughs> yep. Didn't need to see him play 37-year-old soccer here just because mm-hmm. it was a name I vaguely recognized. Yeah, exactly. So this is a cool, a cool place for the league to be in now. Yep, um, and that's what we're hoping to uh, ac- uh, accomplish with uh, Chacon. Yeah, Chacon. Um, we we are announce
1: announce Chacon. You fucking bastard! Announce thi- him now. The
0: one thing I'll say is, you don't pay four million dollars for a guy you don't anticipate to be starting. They're gonna find a way to put his ass on the field. I don't
1: think he'll be starting before the end of the year. I mean, I would, I would I wouldn't will. be surprised. But given given what they, unless there's unless there's an injury, given what they have in terms of like their winging their wing depth and everything, I I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't. I, that doesn't mean I don't think that he could contribute to this team. Um, coming on as like a late sub for like 25, 30 minutes uh, in a you know, uh, playoff-type t- atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he – I'm not saying that he, I don't think he'd do that. I don't think he starts uh, – unless it's like a, a, a scrub game where we, it doesn't really matter what the all come is. We've already got playoff position locked up yeah, or something yeah. like that. The last week of the year or something like that, I could see him starting. I don't think he starts a, a meaningful game. I But I don't – that doesn't necessarily mean I don't think that he – won't come off the bench in a meaningful match. No, no, that, that makes I, sense. I, I understand what you're saying, yeah.
0: but I, I'm saying you don't pay four million dollars for a guy you don't anticipate to start sooner rather than later. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. He'll, he'll, yeah, it would be interesting to see. And this is not, I need to think about this. I'm only saying it uh, like spur of the moment right now. This isn't something I've like researched, but one unsettled spot we've had has been left wing. It's not been a need, uh, like an area of huge major opportunity, but. What if you push Darwin Quintero out there and then you have our new guy starting in the center? What could Darwin do out left? It's an interesting,
1: yeah. interesting proposition. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. anyways, one uh, as I mentioned, Other news: Orlando City is hosting Atlanta right now. Um, again, if o- if Orlando City wins last and night, Minnesota United wins. Or yeah, right. Yeah, last right night. now as we record, last <laughs> night as you're yeah. seeing this fucking podcast. Um, if Orlando City wins and Minnesota United wins, we host Orlando City. If Atlanta wins and we win, we go to uh, Atlanta. If uh, either Orlando City or Atlanta win and Portland beats us, Portland has to go to who the fuck ever because yeah. Portland is, yeah. Portland is the lowest opportunity from a hosting it's standpoint. A trash organization with a trash owner. <laughs> Fight me. Okay. Okay. Um, Bobby Shuttleworth uh, was loaned to Sacramento. He will actually be heading over. He'll be on the bench against FC Dallas on uh, Saturday in yeah. Dallas, and then he's heading to Sacramento right yeah. after for the rest of the year. Yeah. He's got a it's a loan agreement. He, we can always recall him if we you know veto went down or something. We need to bring him yeah. back. But um, good for Bobby. He's going to get some playing time. I, we we yeah. would assume out in Sacramento with a, with a good team, with and that's a good, a good that's yeah. a good club.
0: It's not you know we're not sending him to shitville. Yeah. So good but, for him.
1: And then the final other United news is uh, Inchi is definitely pro Brexit. I don't know if you saw the. Uh, is the, he really yeah Aww. he's a he uh so jeff Aww. jeff reuter uh there was a he posted some quotes from him about talking about uh LA bedoya and uh ali Badoya being uh our next president ali Badoya. um uh and you know his protest after we scored the goal about you know congress doing something about gun violence into a microphone on yeah. uh fox sports love, great, it. love it great fucking amazing and uh jeff uh, jeff reuter asked uh Adrian Heath about about that and uh, Adrian Heath identified himself as more of a right wing than left wing. So Adrian Heath is a fucking Tory. Adrian Heath is definitely pro Brexit. There's only but one he also hates guns and hates the the gun viol- the gun laws here he did in, say in, that. in the he US. Did say so that, yeah. good on him. He's definitely has more in, in uh in common with Piers Morgan than he does either of us. Which I think Piers, is Piers Morgan saying a lot. God damn it. Yeah. was so a name I haven't thought about in a long time. If you uh, if you were <laughs> had any inclinations about being heath out i mean just throw that into the mix and there you go all right we're gonna going gonna <laughs> we're gonna skip there's only
0: one correct political opinion to have and it aligns almost exactly with mine yeah that's the thing about opinions is that there's only one correct one
1: i mean good and good on him for for speaking out against gun violence but gun violence is yeah, like yeah. it's like the easiest thing to speak out against yeah, <laughs> that's but, <laughs> you're but not for, one of these guys like, for like actually <laughs> but for like forty percent of Americans. Yeah but like for everywhere. Like, Wait, gun whatever. violence is fucking terrible. Like why are we yeah. doing this? And then forty percent of Americans are like, Fucking second amendment, bear arms. And you're like and you're like, Well I'll give you bear arms. Like literally I'll give you arms of bears and they're like ah fuck you. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a f- fun joke. Any uh, other United gonna, we're, News? We're gonna skip. The, yeah, that's that's it for uh, United News. Uh, we're gonna skip it in a I'm gonna throw that uh, into the next uh, podcast. Uh, Fort bro down. Forward Madison beat FC Tucson one nothing. Playoff push. White Almsburg started uh, the break on the uh, on the goal that Minnesota or er, that sorry, Madison Madison got uh, with an interception. Uh, he gets the hockey assist in the goal, so he was the goal. He was the assist before the actual assist. Um, down smart. Um, Minnesota Minnesota United fans, if you're a you know, long-time Minnesota United fans, might recognize the name Don so Smart. He's uh, a Indy 11 guy. Yeah, dude scored a lot of goals. He scored seven goals already for Ford Madison. He's our leading goal scorer. Awesome. He's doing really good. JC How Banks old is he there? now? 45? Don I don't Smart's know. Don Smart's got to be older than you and me combined. Prob- probably. Uh, Carter Manley also got a start down there in Madison. Um, Ford Madison is now in fourth place in the, in the final. So the USL League One has a playoff. It's top four teams they're in the fourth playoff spot right now can you be
0: promoted to
1: you cannot league, not champion? Yeah, league not, champion not yet USL that's probably think that's gonna be happening but yeah not right now um, one thing I will say about the uh, Bobby Shuttleworth news is that um, I think because Ford Madison is fighting for a playoff spot they have a so Ford Madison has Brian Sylvester as one of their goalkeepers uh, who's a really good goalkeeper very good um, and Carter Manley or sorry uh, Dane St. Clair and, and Brian Sylvester basically splitting starts or whatever um I think basically Dane Sinclair being as good as he has been and Brian Sylvester being as good as he has been and for Madison fighting for a playoff spot I think basically you know Madison was like we would love to just like get a playoff spot and yeah. then which made Dane Sinclair a you know a, a an asset they didn't really need down there yeah, and Minnesota yeah. United um basically you know seeing what Dane Sinclair's done up here with with the team and he actually has performed fairly well in the uh the international friendlies and things that he's got an opportunity to play at. Um, you know, I think they must, they must feel that Dane St. is going to get a much better opportunity up here. Practicing with Vito yeah, and, yeah. and, 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 you know, working with Vito every day. he's not going to get time every day. He won't get time up during You're not getting time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I could very well see like, if there's, as we get closer to the, the end of the season, if we got playoff spots locked up, getting Dane Sinclair some minutes up here, sure. that you would give him to Bobby Shuttleworth. So, which is why it may, makes sense that, you know, giving Bobby Shuttleworth time to, to you know, regroup and, and play at Sacramento, hopefully win a job with an MLS team next year. Because you know Dane Sinclair is, is, is part of your long-term project. Yep. Which also makes me seem seem to think that they have um, a plan for Vito Monone and, and, and securing his services for, for the next year as well. So. God, I hope so. Put yeah. some ink on some paper, guys. Yeah. So that's the uh, match Bro done Let's talk. So we're gonna, not going to have another podcast before we uh, the weekend. Talk a little bit about FC Dallas really quick. I yeah. know we're, we're getting long Let's give some FC. So. No, no. Um, we're both long, guys. But we're, here's the, uh, one thing we're going to do. We're actually going to do two podcasts next week. We're going to do a podcast on Tuesday, recapping the uh, uh, Portland and FC Dallas matches. Yep. Um, talk about Colorado, which is going to happen on Wednesday here. And then on Thursday, we're actually going to drop a podcast with uh, special Special podcast with Andy Greeter. This is gonna be a regular podcast, not a Patreon podcast. Although everybody can maybe it. like we may like make part of it Patreon only if we wanted to. The
0: dirty questions that and we ask Andy Greeter. Uh, uh,
1: he's Grater, Andy Greeter. Andy has uh, volunteered to come on and uh, talk about all the things. So maybe yeah, maybe we'll set aside a uh, a very special section for our Patreon folks. But that will be good. We're gonna do two podcasts next week. Um, but that being said, we'll let's talk about FC Dallas really quick. Um, yeah, man.
0: Nobody is thinking about FC Dallas right now. So can I just run down some FC Dallas? Just yeah, for go for okay, it. Okay, deal it. with this. Yeah. Seventh in the West right now. Last playoff spot that there is. Last Coming team above off a t- the line. Coming off a 2-0 loss to Orlando Coming last Coming off week. a 2-0 loss. You don't want to be losing 2-0 in to Orlando, especially if you're in a playoff race. That's not a good look. Nope. Um, so they've got the Portland Timbers, who we talked about being really good, but because they had such a lousy start to the year, they're still below the playoff line. Actually, um, they're two points back in Houston Dynamo, are three points back. We beat, if you'll remember, we beat uh, FC Dallas uh, a month ago. Another one, nothing win, and uh, we did it at home. We're gonna be doing this one on the road um, in, in the in the dying minutes of that. Another, game. it was a Portland style win. Yeah. Um, this team has no kind of momentum in any direction at all, good or bad. I mean, counting which is which is weird from NFC Dallas team because they are very normally uh, at the very least they slump consistently in the late <laughs> summer. You know. Yeah. Um, This team, like, counting backwards from their most recent loss to Orlando, it's loss, tie, win, loss, win, loss, tie, win, loss, win, tie, win. Like, it's just been just tossing a dice on their results. I have no idea. Um, That run also has included a win against the Sounders, who are a very good team, and a loss to New Mexico United, which is a third-tier team. It includes an ass-kicking against Toronto and an ass-whooping from Orlando. So I don't even know what this team is or who they're going to become. What I will tell you... Do you like how I'm just saying all the things? Please do, yeah. What I will tell you is that their offense is lousy. Okay, True. The, there are only two teams in the West that have scored. Which is f- weird because they, 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 their offense used to be really good. Well, a yeah, couple look, years ago. They've, got a, they've had a lot of player turnover. Yes, they uh, have. They've had some injuries lately, and you're going to look at their roster now and say there's not a ton of guys that you like uh, stand out as in terms of names there. Um, this, team, this team runs out Dom Baji regularly well so. and that might be what they have to do this time too there's only two teams in the west that have scored fewer goals than they have they're on 31 goals here um and they've been they've actually been shut out in four of their last six games not a good run um that said there's only one team in the west that's allowed fewer goals than they have so they've actually had a really competent defense behind guys like matt hedges and stuff like that so all of that preamble there i think for me the big question is who the fuck is going to score
1: the goals for him for up against them. Um, when we talked about FC Dallas uh, leading up to the game against Minnesota here a few weeks ago, um, and I talked about Jesse Gonzalez standing on his fucking head being the the reason that you know Minnesota has not done you as know. well as against FC Dallas, and that was you know clearly again on point um, as Minnesota peppered Gonzalez with shots yeah. and but for one you know rebound in the ninety you know the ninety first minute um, would have kept a clean sheet against Minnesota again, and FC Dallas may have squeaked out a win if you know that. Uh, that uh, penalty against Vito had gone in, or Vito had not made an. Meddling Vito. Um, so that game, I do not believe Paxton Pommacco is back with uh, FC Dallas. He's uh, Paxton Pommacco is is great. I mean, he's still a midfielder. He's not. You're right. Their, their attack is not does not have the same uh, uh, bite that it's had in the past. No, not at all. Um, I mean, literally they have Baji and uh, Michael Barrios trying to attack, and that's not. That's not what you want. That's not what you want. No, uh, and the, uh, part attacking. of their
0: weakness, I think, is that they they tend to probably over rely on um, uh, Pomacall, which is yeah as an attacking midfielder, yeah. which is tough because dude is still what twenty years old, you know? Yeah. Um, and and they they end up lumping it toward the center, uh, toward the top of the box, which is honestly what Minnesota United could use to do more of. But then there's nowhere else to go with that. They've got two lousy wingers, and Pomacall just can't lug the team on his shoulders from there and everybody who's an opponent knows exactly whom to pay attention to when it comes
1: so um not not good yeah i I will throw also uh into the sort of not good but kind of not like good but not good mix reggie cannon uh who's young young guy uh young defender um you know he can get forward he did not play in the last match um if he's healthy and, and fit uh know he can cause some some consternation for for players but you know again it's it's it, this is a team that has got some really young players and some really old players in it and it's not traditionally like a like an fc dallas team that's very that's very that buys into the system um that you know that, that gonzalez wants to play um it's just a lot of sort of like hodgepodge they've sold off their better players um yep. they have some players like pomico and yep. and, and and jesse gonzalez and um, Reggie Cannon. We're probably gonna get sold off yeah. soon. Well, that's the FC Dallas model. Yeah, great youth program.
0: Sell these great. guys off. Just keep the churn.
1: Yeah, but it's but it, the churn's not. It has been. It has in the past it's worked for a while. Yeah, and then it, yeah we have the the summer fade. Um, it mostly was like oh it's it's fucking hot in Dallas, but it's when it's happening three every three and and you know every year for four or three four years. Right. And it's hot maybe for it's both not teams. A, uh, yeah. It's not a uh, summer fade. It's just generally a... It's, maybe they Yeah, it's a trend. Not, not it's good. not isolated yeah. uh, so,
0: incidents there. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, they, they basically want to do the, the way that Sporting Kansas City is. Done. Sporting Kansas City has mastered the art of churn and getting the most out of what comes in, although they've done it with a heavier emphasis on youth, which has been great. That's really good for the league and good for American soccer. Um, but right now, it's thin. Pomichol is not fully there to be the answer. Um they don't have uh, goal scorers or a lot nope. of attacking guys who are these young guys so um, they're in a they're not awful no. we're talking about them like they're awful we just mentioned they have the second best defense in uh, in, in the west and um, although their offense could use improvement they're, they they're could like, be one or two good signings away from figuring that they're out they're in 7th
1: place right now they're 4 points off of second place like they're it's not
0: this is not doom and gloom. Yeah, no. But um, they're not... Uh, they, we also... They are also often a, like, perennial shield contender conversation piece. Yeah. Um, and they're far from that this year. Yeah. And not just because of LAFC. Um, it's because they just haven't looked... Conv- I just read their last two months of results for you. They haven't looked convincing. No. Not at all. So how do we play
1: against them, then? I mean... <laughs> the same way we've been playing the last several weeks is, like, you know... Um, I think especially Minnesota United on the road, they want to bunker and counter. Um I really really hope that we get the fucking crosses out of our system last Sunday and or uh t- tonight uh, as you're listening to this podcast, um and that we're actually like playing balls through the middle again. I as I mentioned in the uh, sort of Portland preview, asking it wouldn't surprise me if we see like Ozzy and we see a couple other players get a rest in this game um, and give and give some of the young guys an opportunity. And I would love us to play more direct at this team, especially as we're countering. Anyways, yeah, I mean that's pretty much basically as as, as well as as or as you Minnesota United has played when they've been playing well. I want I want play that same way. <laughs> right, I I think that um, so first of all, we're we're one hundred
0: percent a counterattacking team right now. There's absolutely no way you can turn your back on that. Um, yep. FC Dallas is a team that is built around Pomico. Uh They're going to bring it central toward the top of the box. Uh, for, well, really from the the halfway line to toward the top of the box it's easy to defend against that you need to push them wide similar to how we did against portland you need to play that block you need to play narrowly give them the flanks and trust that we can knock down crosses and stuff which i i think we can i I think we're better defending them than certainly scoring off of them but you need to play centrally and force them out wide um i think that's good because they're really unsettled out wide they've got guys like edwin jayasi who got his first start uh, in MLS ever last week. He came off injured. Then you've got guys like uh, Michael Barrios who was already injured. He's coming on injured because now they need somebody to fill in that gap. The FC Dallas has some injury issues right now. Uh, typically, you'd probably see um, in the midfield, you'd probably see Brian Acosta. Uh, he was out injured as well. Dombagi didn't actually start this last time because he had nope. at least a slight knock. He came on as a sub. They've got a lot of injury problems and if you push them out wide, you're going to force the ball to some of their weakest links in that lineup. And that then we uh, do exactly what I described against Portland. You know, you, you, uh, you counterattack, you center it. Um, if they've got a really tight block, then try to lull them out with uh, something like a false nine or, or uh, hitting between the lines and using Darwin to pull them out. Um, but I think that if you can defend in the way I described, you're going to get your opportunities on the counter. 100% believe that. Cool. Yeah. Do. <laughs> All right. What's the score? I got 2-1 to Dallas. Are you serious? Yeah. Do you see a lot of squad rotation in this one, or
1: I, I don't. I think the, I think this team is actually going to put it all out there. Like I said, I think they win uh, on uh, tonight, and I think they go you know the full you know 120 minutes or whatever of that match. Um, so I think just yeah maybe some squad rotation or just tired legs, and yeah I think we I think we drop drop points here. Um, I've I've got a two to one win because I okay. believe
0: so little. In FC Dallas right, All right now, that's fair.
1: I'm utterly unconvinced. That's fair. Fe- feels like we play- we have the last few years we played Dallas early in the season when they're like in their like in their like upswing. We've not played them in their like normal August September swoon. Right. So maybe you're right. We, I hope a little, you're right. little bit more of that action yeah. would be nice. You also had us losing in the Open Cup uh, on Wednesday though. So I hope I'm lots of wrong. <laughs> lots of wrong yeah. on one, but right on the other. I hope I'm, I'm hoping lots of right on one and. Wrong on the other. Fair so. enough. All right. Uh, so last week, Pixar didn't happen. Uh, week twenty-two. Atlanta United and probably the uh, funnest game of the uh, of the week. Beat LA Galaxy three nothing. Did you watch any of this game at all? I didn't get. LA Galaxy scored it. two own goals. I I, I knew that. I, yeah.
0: I I love LA Galaxy failing. That yeah. is just just butters
1: my goddamn bread. I I, I don't like it as much at, at with at, with Atlanta United being the benefactor of it, but still you don't get to you know there's always there's always a little salt that comes with the sugar you know so True. i don't know what uh, that means <laughs> bread Bulls beat that FC c2 nothing lafc went to new england and uh beat the hell out of uh new england two nothing um knocking i think new england had like an 11 match win streak or something like that uh lafc is really fucking good man they are they're really fucking good they're so they're so um, so much better than even the second place team anywhere in yeah. this league uh orlando city beat fc dallas two nothing at home Vancouver went to FC uh, Cincinnati. They, uh, the, the momentum they picked up uh, with the draw with us, a 2-1 victory in uh, FC Cincinnati. Um, everyone expected that one. No one expected this one. Chicago Fire beat Houston Dynamo 1-0 uh, in Houston. What the fuck's going on with Houston? I don't know with Elise and uh, wheels are
0: straight fucking off though.
1: Yeah, they're 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 not good right now, which nope. bodes well because we have to go down and play Houston. So I'm really hoping they stay. Yeah, we, we keep like talking shit. about
0: we're, we're facing a tough run in, and that's true. But it also feels like we're catching these tough teams at the right. Hopefully,
1: time. hopefully, uh, Colorado uh, beat Montreal Impact six three at home. The fucking plague. Did you hear about you heard about this story? Oh right? yes. When they come to town, can we get plague masks? <laughs> we should and wear them to the game. Definitely have plague masks. For the uh, Colorado game, uh, San Jose Columbus drew 1-1 one, one in San Jose. That was not expected uh, for both those sides. Actually, that's weird. Columbus drew 1-1 one, one with San Jose. They got a point. Yeah, awesome. How the fuck did that happen? I don't know. I mean, good, good for us. But uh, RSL beaten NYCFC 3-1. Uh, NYCFC was looking like a really good team. Now are they are they a shit team? Or they're.
0: Uh, can they be in rebuilding? Can they? Could they be rebuilding they, despite having never like hit the reset
1: button really? Despite being in like second place in these conferences. Yeah, yeah. Could it, yeah that's is that rebuilding? Possibly. Uh, Minnesota United beat Portland one nothing. DC United lost to Philadelphia five to one. And I just put a note in here. Fuck yeah, Ali Badoya. We didn't really talk about Ali Badoya and his uh, uh, gun statement uh, after he scored his goal, but fucking a, that's awesome. Love it and good for him. You'll love to see it. And T uh, C United uh, losing Wayne Rooney at the end of the year. Uh, he's going back to England to be a player coach for Derby County. Uh yeah, good for him. Anyways, uh, finally, Sporting Kansas City fucking wakes up and beats Seattle Sounders on the road, three to two. Who the fuck's all that happening? I don't know. I don't understand soccer. What's happening with the sporting? Are they are they getting good now? Now that we have to play them twice? I used to understand soccer. No, I don't. So yeah, I'm, fucking a man. All right, week twenty-three picks. We got uh, we got a few games uh, on Thursday. NYCFC host the Houston Dynamo. Who you got? I got uh, NYCFC winning that game two to one. Because uh,
0: yeah, I, yeah, NYCFC because what the fuck is wrong with the Dynamo?
1: Yeah, but also the Houston Dynamo like won a game on the road a couple weeks ago and then lost a game at home. Yeah, I so don't I don't know even what? know how that yeah. works. Yeah. Uh, Seattle Sounders host New England. I have a uh, two-one Seattle Sounders win.
0: Uh, New England honestly has gone on such a run. I'm gonna give them a win on the road two to one. Cool.
1: Toronto FC two Orlando City zero. Um, god, this game will suck. Uh, I'm gonna zero zero draw. Columbus hosts FC Cincinnati, Ooh. the Ohio Derby, this Derby, and I have a I have a negative one and negative one. Uh, is get- I'm pulling a uh, David it's gonna, Martin. It's gonna be bad. Yeah, I'm, really gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and give a negative one, negative one. Here. FC Dallas Minnesota United. Uh, we already predicted that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sporting Kansas City hosts Real Salt Lake. Portland, I guess Sporting's on a thing now. So two 0 Are one. they really? Are we going that far? I guess I kind of would prefer Sporting Kansas City to win this game against a team that is closer to us in the standings. Well, I get that. I'm, su- I, so I'm surprised two, you think it's going to happen. 1-1. 1-1 draw, man. Okay, cool. Uh, Colorado hosts San Jose. San Jose 5, Colorado 1. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Colorado's fucking terrible, man. No, they're not. Yes, they are you don't have to you don't have They're to like terrible. them but they they've gotten some results. San Jose San Jose is way better.
0: Uh, the only I team the
1: only team that can beat San Jose in uh, in MLS is uh Minnesota. Oh, I'll give you uh San Jose 3 Colorado 2. Yeah. And occasionally Columbus you know getting a draw. <laughs> okay. Uh Chicago hosts the Montreal Impact. This might be the worst game of the fucking week. I have nope, the zero. No, uh, a
0: Columbus and FC Cincinnati are playing and you don't think that's the worst game of the week. Fair point. Fair <laughs> that point. one shouldn't even be in
1: contention because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so All bad. All right. But I still have zero zero draw. Chicago, Montreal. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a two to one Chicago win just because you are at home. All right, Portland, Vancouver. Uh, in Portland, Cascadia Derby. I have uh Portland winning this one two to one.
0: Portland two to zero. They're
1: gonna lose the midweek game. They're gonna be uh, two losses in a row. We're just gonna, gonna shake their faith yeah. and foundation as well. Atlanta United, NYCFC. I have Atlanta United uh, coming off of a loss in the U.S. Open Cup semifinal to Orlando City. They beat uh, NYCFC three to zero. Let us hope. Uh, I've got. Probably two to one. Cool. New York's better than that. Philadelphia hosts the Houston Dynamo. Houston Dynamo on the road two times this week, and uh, I have Philadelphia winning this one 5-0. to zero. Yeah. They, Philadelphia like lost by
0: five, and then they won by five. I don't know. How about 3-3 three to three in the most entertaining game of the week? That's <laughs> what I'm going to say.
1: Fair. DC United, LA Galaxy. I have this one as a 2-2 uh, dynamic yes. draw The with uh, Zlatan and, and, and Wayne Rooney, both the, scoring the, two the goals. Dar- the
0: derby of the departing aging
1: stars, yeah. right? Uh, well, yeah, why not? 2-2. Ah, fair enough. And then LAFC versus the New York Rebels. New York Rebels. uh Man, they don't look good this year. I've LFC winning this one four to four to one, four to one. Let's call it four I'll to go four one. I go four to one. Uh, yeah, it's hard to
0: say. New York, uh, excuse me. The L.A.F.C. is not going to score at least three goals. There's just no real way to say that.
1: So, all right. All right, so we got some fucking answers. Uh, Jim Oliver says, "Have I ever told you guys how much I hate that you do that? You don't mix both mics into both stereo channels. One earbud should be enough for listening to, to two dorks I've, talk." I've talked to your ass about that. I, I mentioned this on on the Twitter machines. Yes, uh, Jim, I I've been flogged. I've been. This uh, I've isn't been, a fucking Pink
0: Floyd album. It's not.
1: <laughs> yes, it's not a it's not a uh, jazz or an orchestra thing. No, like, definitely all don't the voices, need to hear. all the ears. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we have we have rectified that situation. Uh, the Sportive Podcast, a uh, very good podcast. If you don't listen to the Sportive Podcast, you should. It's a bunch of uh, Minnesota dudes talking about Minnesota sports. They talk a little More bit about so- soccer, soccer. They talk a little bit about soccer. They talk about a lot of baseball, a lot of hockey, um, some Vikings, some uh, uh, some basketball. But they're good dudes. Um, they said audio fuck ups can't be planned, they happen, have to happen organically. It's what people love, uh, asterisk, in their podcast. The air That air of unpredictability. The asters being constantly yell at us about which it makes sense. It's so. not really a question. It's not really but, a question, um, but just if just
0: if we nailed it all the time and it was just a fucking yes
1: album then it would of be, production yeah, quality, it would be then terrible. nobody would listen. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Dan Wade asks, other than Quintero, who should be taking PKs for the loons? And I I, I I added some uh, some follow up questions to that. So other than Kintero, okay. who By should the way, be taking PKs? F
0: U is the dumbest abbreviation for follow-up. follow Every up. Every time I get a fucking email that says F U on it.
1: That's why I said, that's why I,
0: I put it in there. Okay. <laughs> All right, what are your follow ups?
1: No, other than the who should be
0: taking PKs for okay, the team? Okay, start there. Um, do, well, I first, mean, first of all, whoever it is, it should be a like well documented and researched choice. Like, you know, uh, look at look at how good they are, not me making this up in a bar. But I'll say Finley because he just fucking did, and he was fine. So he was not. He was not. I fine. came completely unprepared to answer this question.
1: Yeah, I mean, Molino is like the obvious number two choice. He he's it should probably PKs. be somebody who's
0: actually regularly on the field. Yep, that's probably key. Okay, who's our striker?
1: Miguel Labara,
0: probably the striker. mean, <laughs> the guy who scores <laughs> so, okay. the goals.
1: So okay, here's a, here's, a, here's a question, not in the not in the, in the outline. Where in the lineup would you put Rodriguez in terms of taking penalties? I've never seen him take a penalty. I've never I don't, yeah, me either. Right, so up, like, right up, fucking top. He's a striker. He's a, right. He can't. He can't right help to above, score goals. Right above Vito. Or all he, right does, right below all Vito? he does is
0: score goals. <laughs> okay. Above, above or below
1: Vito? Yeah, above what? or below Vito? Like, would you have, would you rather have Vito Manone take a, a PK? No. Or Rodriguez? No.
0: I, I uh, Rodriguez would still find a no. way to put it into a defender's legs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. Right, so so my follow up questions were: Who would be the most hilarious taking PKs? I would argue Rodriguez. The most hilarious. Yeah. Um, no, I'm gonna say I'm gonna
0: say Aiko Para because the like once a game that I watch Ike Para lumber forward with the ball all of a sudden, it he always and I've mentioned this before he always looks like a lineman who picked up a fumble and is just like sort of heavy leggedly like you don't know what's gonna happen but you can't help but stand up and go yeah he's fucking doing it he's doing it go like I would just love to see him just hit the ball at his feet I would love to see him just do some goofy Joseph Martinez shit with it and then hit it right into the lights. So, who are you most terrified of taking PKs? Terrified? Um, uh, I'm going to go ahead and Ooh, 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 wait. Go for it, You, for you it. asking that caused me to remember Jan Gregoosh. I want Jan Gregoosh taking penalties. Yeah, that's right. I bet he'd make 98% of them. Probably. Um, who am I most terrified of um, other than Vito? Is that not an answer? Sure. Let's, let's leave the goalkeepers out of it. I would say the person who's who runs the hottest and coldest, who's the weirdo. Dunlady? I think Dunlady would find a way to fucking injure himself taking a penalty. Uh, I
1: mean, the the correct answer here is Michael Boxall. Well, yeah. If you think about talking about, really talking about, talking about yeah. lumbering lumbering forward, yeah, that's that is <laughs> that is not a dude who is uh, dribbling around, folks. So yeah. All right, uh, Bridget McDowell asks, should I bother upgrading to the ten or just stick with my nine plus until they shut it down? This is in relation to a Samsung Galaxy question. Bridget, the S ten is fucking amazing. It's got an amazing camera. Get it. This is the S- S10. S10+. Plus. I just have the regular S10. See how... Well, I was trying to compensate oh. for something. You see yeah. how big that is? Yeah, clearly see how it's got two front-facing cameras? Yeah, you have a tiny dick. See deck. how it
0: has three fucking other cameras? This has five cameras. I still have three. I just only have the one in on the front. Yes, you should upgrade. Uh, you
1: joking? Yeah. Tim asks, When can I come paint large chunks of fabric with the other
0: Dave? I think that's a um, question so to you. Let me, let me give a really, really high-level summary without getting political or anything either. Um we're no longer on hiatus uh we are finalizing uh the designs and have gained approval for a design for uh a game in september so tifo's coming the last thing that we're trying to figure out here is we also lost our build space and i am right now working on a couple of other build spaces um trying to pin that situation down and as soon as i can get that figured out as soon as they can say yeah get in there the next day you know it, soon. That, that could be in two weeks and, and I hope that I hope that later tonight I'm blasting out emails about people fucking signing up but TIFO's not on hold anymore we're actively planning we're moving forward we just have these last couple of contingencies we need to figure out which includes a build space that can accommodate our ambitious ideas so
1: um, it's coming and I'm excited about it yeah very soon uh, Dan O or er, yeah Dano asks assuming the following is true uh, MNUFC signed Chicone and he is good Chacon what does the f- future front four look like low chacon dq with uh a rod and toy or a rod or toy up top um he's interested to see if darwin slotted as a right wing with the real number 10 if that's what chacon will play um or can be uh so yeah what does it look like next year with uh with chacon and dq i want you to i want you
0: to take a hit on this shit before i tell you this all right let's take take a hit of the shit okay oh god yeah isn't that good all Very right good it's real good I found oh, it. Oh yeah, I fucking a, found it outside. Yeah, it's um, amazing. Yeah. Uh. So uh, DQ on the left, Shakaun playing attacking mid, Angelo up top, Finley on the right. All right, <laughs> I had you get high so it would be more interesting than it actually was. <laughs> that was that, the only
1: is, that is more interesting than I thought it would be. So okay. Anyways, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I guess that means Miguel Abra is not long for this world. So. We're not long for Minnesota United, so... Yeah. ...is a disappointing thing on my end, but... Oh, absolutely. You know, ...whatever. Uh, all right, let's let's uh, let's wrap this fucking thing up. We've been doing this for a long... Oh, way <laughs> too long. It's been a long podcast. Uh, you can also find us at com. You can email us questions at mn at gmail.com, at TDIKMN on Twitter. You can find me, at Texas or You can find Martin at offensive loons you can find wes at mn nice fc you can find uh luke craig at born with A tail underscore any other twitter accounts? andy grader is probably at andy grader hey send us your questions for andy grader yeah uh we're gonna be doing that podcast next thursday be really fucking fun we're gonna do it here right here at the black heart um and then maybe play some pool with him something Love it. yeah hang out all that love fun it. stuff uh, please uh, get, us, get us your like, really in depth Andy, Andy Grader questions please do like Wikipedia deep dives on Andy yeah. Grader and like D- dig up some dirt figure out us. exactly like his, his high school newspaper and like uh, article that he wrote <sighs> like, we want to ask him about that, that sort of shit so. I want to
0: crowdsource some dirt on this fucking guy let's yeah. go alright <laughs> take it so much. hold my hand we are the Daves you know this has been the Daves I know
1: Think, Long as you do yours, land here, become con. Yeah, uh, we, we yeah. do our things, son Do the act, we attract two, hope to reach one uh, we, yeah. we, we do our things, do it, we, we, do it. Uh, we do our things, son Someone paint a piece, someone spray with a machine gun It's mad work to be done uh, we, yeah. we do our things, son know we can't